Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, a major algorithmic stablecoin has lost its peg to the dollar. More concerns of a slowdown as Tiger Global has racked up massive paper losses. Match Group sues Google. Has GDPR crushed the European app economy? Amazon engages mom-and-pop stores to deliver packages and an interesting raise that is building the GitHub of machine learning. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. The UST stablecoin lost its USD peg, falling as low as 60 cents on the dollar after the Luna Foundation Guard pledged $1.5 billion of its Bitcoin reserves to bolster and support UST, quoting Coindesk. As UST has de-pegged, the price of Luna, its sister token, has dropped over 44% to $35 in the past 24 hours, according to CoinMarketCap. UST, a so-called algorithmic stablecoin, works with Luna to maintain a price of $1 using a set of on-chain mint and burn mechanics. In theory, these mechanics work to ensure traders can always swap $1 worth of UST for $1 worth of Luna, which has a floating price and is meant to serve as a kind of shock absorber for UST's price. Luna's price decline puts its market cap below that of USTs. That potentially throws the foundation of USTs entire stabilizing mechanism into jeopardy because it means a Terra bank run could lead to some users no longer being able to redeem their $1 worth of UST for $1 worth of Luna. Today's DPEG comes after the Luna Foundation Guard, or LFG, announced Sunday night that $1.5 billion of its massive Bitcoin reserves would be loaned out to professional market makers to proactively defend UST's dollar peg. Monday's events were, quote, the biggest stress test the system has ever faced. Jose Maria Macedo, a partner at Delphi Digital and an LFG council member who helps manage the group's reserves, told Coindesk. But he added that the UST Luna market cap flip is not a cause for concern because of LFG's reserves. Shortly after Makedo's call with Coindesk, Terra appeared to empty out all of the funds around $1.3 billion worth from its confirmed Bitcoin address, end quote. All of this led Binance to temporarily suspend withdrawals of both Luna and UST tokens due to a high volume of pending withdrawals and network slowness and congestion, in their words. Now, I believe I mentioned recently my learning that these algorithmic stablecoins existed and how they worried me vis-a-vis systemic risk to the whole crypto ecosystem. But what specifically is the UST project? Bloomberg has us covered. Quote, What caused Terra's coin to become untethered is a topic of intense internet debate. The disconnect happened alongside a sharp sell-off in crypto assets, including a plunge in Bitcoin to below $30,000, and a broader retreat from risk assets, including stocks. Whatever the catalyst, it's no small thing. There are around $18.5 billion of UST in circulation, according to CoinMarketCap, a big enough presence that its swings could have systemic implications for other coins and protocols. And Du Quan... The crypto upstart behind UST has previously committed to buying as much as $10 billion worth of Bitcoin as part of his support of the coin, further entwining the project with the core of the digital asset market. It's fairly clear that there is a crisis of confidence, said Kyle Samani of Multicoin Capital. He added that it was not certain whether UST would survive. That raises the prospect of the current turbulence snowballing into one of the biggest crypto blowups in recent memory. Issuers of conventional stablecoins like Tether's USDT or Circle's USDC maintain that their tokens are backed by, quote, real assets like cash or highly rated bonds on a one-to-one basis. 
These coins hold their peg because, the theory goes, they can be readily exchanged for cash or highly liquid cash equivalents. By contrast, algorithmic stablecoins attempt to hold their value through a combination of instructions encoded in software programs and active treasury management. UST, which functions in tandem with a related token, Luna, is the most popular and controversial of these kinds of tokens. In the case of Terra's stablecoin, if its price falls below $1, traders are incentivized to swap units of UST for Luna, which removes the former from circulation. Similarly, software programs are triggered to do the same. If the price rallies above $1, the mechanism applies in reverse. Remove Luna tokens from circulation to create equivalent new units of UST. Traders seeking to profit from arbitrage opportunities regularly swap UST for Luna and vice versa, thus ensuring the price stays at or very close to $1. Another contributor to UST's price stability was crypto's equivalent of above-market interest rates offered through Anchor Protocol, a decentralized lender built on Terra's blockchain. Anchor offers rates of around 20% on deposits of UST, which offered a significant demand incentive for the token. But over the weekend, all of those mechanisms stopped working and UST lost its dollar peg while Luna also slid in value. That led to a series of crypto market interventions from Quan and the so-called Council of the Luna Foundation Guard, LFG, a consortium of crypto players that includes Kanav Karia of Jump Crypto. Jump Crypto declined to comment. Near midnight New York time on Monday, UST remained under pressure. Luna was trading around $29, down 52% from a day earlier, according to CoinMarketCap, end quote. Meanwhile, more chaos in the tech sector and the startup sector. Analysts believe that Tiger Global has lost about $17 billion, at least on paper, in 2022 during the tech sell-off, erasing around two-thirds of its gains made since all the way back in 2001. This has been erased in about four months. Remember, Tiger, via its venture capital arm, was the one who took a page out of Masasan's book and was, in the last 18 months or so, just going crazy, leading just about every absolutely massive round that was announced. Their reputation was for moving fast, maybe not doing a ton of due diligence, just cutting whatever size check would get them into deals. So, more signs that investments, at least on the high end of the startup universe, could be under pressure, quoting the Financial Times. The fund lost 43.7% in the first four months of this year, the Financial Times reported earlier this month, more than double the 21% decline posted by Wall Street's tech-heavy Nasdaq composite share gauge. The magnitude of the loss is breathtaking, especially for a fund with hedge in its name, said Andrew Beer, managing member at investment firm Dynamic Beta. This shows how even the most talented and plugged-in tech investors failed to see the train coming down the tracks, end quote. New York-based Tiger, which recently managed about $90 billion in assets, was founded 21 years ago by Chase Coleman, a so-called Tiger Cub who worked at legendary investor Julian Robertson's hedge fund Tiger Management. Coleman's fund has in the past made huge gains for investors helped by punchy bets on tech stocks. By the start of 2021, he was ranked by LCH as the 14th best performing hedge fund manager of all time, having made $10.4 billion of gains or a return of 48% for investors the previous year and a total of $26.5 billion since launch, end quote. A new study claims the implementation of the European Union's GDPR has reduced the number of apps on Google Play by a third. It's also increased cost and reduced revenues for app developers. Quoting the Register, 
At the start of our sample period in July 2016, our data contained 2.1 million apps in the Google Play Store, while AppBrain reported 2.2 million. The number of Play Store apps in our sample then rises to 2.8 million in the fourth quarter of 2017, then falls by almost 1 million, about 32% by the end of 2018. Available apps in AppBrain saw a similar decline by 31% between the beginning of 2018 and the end of that year. The paper, distributed via the U.S.-based National Bureau of Economic Research, finds, quote, whatever the benefits of GDPR's privacy protection, it appears to have been accompanied by substantial costs to consumers from a diminished choice set and to producers from depressed revenue and increased costs, end quote. Under GDPR, app developers face the cost of complying with rules that require consent for data gathering, transparent data processing, purpose limitation, accuracy, limited retention, confidentiality, and accountability. The research paper, which has been presented at various economics conferences and is going to be submitted for journal publication, finds that the Android app market has been transformed by GDPR. The number of Android apps fell by about a third in the quarters following the implementation of the law, according to the paper. And under GDPR, fewer new apps were created, new app entries fell by 47.2%, and usage of those remaining fell by 45.3%. What's more, average users per app increased by about 25%. Users migrated toward quality apps, and apps became, quote, somewhat less intrusive after GDPR, the paper said, though that was already a pre-existing trend, end quote. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO5 pocket pants, the right sort of step up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months, or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. 
Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride collide.com slash ride. Match Group is suing Google, alleging they abuse their power with a requirement that developers use Google's billing system for Android apps in the Play Store, quoting Bloomberg. Match Group, which operates dating apps such as Tinder and OkCupid, alleged that Google breaks federal and state laws and abuses its power with a requirement that app developers use its billing system on Android devices. Ten years ago, Match Group was Google's partner. We are now its hostage, Match Group said in a complaint filed Monday in Northern California federal court. Blinded by the possibility of getting an ever greater cut of the billions of dollars users spend each year on Android apps, Google set out to monopolize the market for how users pay for their Android apps, end quote. In March, Google announced it was letting select apps offer their own billing service. In addition to Google's on Android devices, Spotify, another App Store critic, said it was using this option, and Google suggested more companies would follow. But not Match Group, apparently. Quote, this lawsuit is a measure of last resort, Chief Executive Officer Char Dubey said in a statement. The executive said her company tried, quote, in good faith to resolve its concerns with Google, but was left with, quote, no choice but to take legal action. In the filing, Match Group said that it asked Google to adopt this new user billing feature, but Google refused. A Google spokesperson said in a statement that Match would still be able to reach consumers through other app stores available on Android devices or the web. This is just a continuation of Match Group's self-interested campaign to avoid paying for the significant value they receive from the mobile platforms they've built their business on, the spokesperson said. Like any business, we charge for our services, and like any responsible platform, we protect users against fraud and abuse in apps, end quote. Match is forecasting $42 million in additional costs for Google's Play Store during 2022, Chief Financial Officer Gary Swindler told analysts last week. That's on top of the $100 million in payments to Google the company expects to make. Swindler said that Match customers use the company's in-app billing system three times as often as they use Google's own service, end quote. Amazon is testing paying rural mom-and-pop shops a per-package fee to deliver orders within a 10-mile radius to neighbors in Nebraska, Mississippi, and Alabama for now. Quoting Recode, The local businesses Amazon is recruiting range from florists to restaurants to IT shops, and none of them are required to have prior delivery experience. Just a commitment to deliver Amazon packages seven days a week, around 360 days a year, and a physical location to receive parcels each morning. As Amazon's ambitions to speed up delivery times and handle more of its own deliveries has grown, Rural America has posed the thorniest logistical and financial challenge. While delivery drivers in cities and suburbs might be able to deliver two dozen packages per hour or more, the distance between homes in rural and other remote communities means drivers can only handle half that amount or less, making deliveries to these locales more costly. As a result, Amazon has handed off these deliveries to partners including UPS and, most notably, the U.S. Postal Service to handle the so-called last mile in small-town America. The new local business delivery beta test seems aimed at perhaps one day replacing its existing partners as Amazon's sales grow and the Postal Service navigates its own financial and operational challenges. Amazon hopes the new program could help it take more control over customer deliveries in sparsely populated areas and improve the delivery speed to these customers' doors. The company has already tried versions of the program in a few international markets, including India since 2015, but the testing in the United States is more recent." End quote. Quote, 
Let's end with an interesting raise today. New York-based Hugging Face, which is building an open-source library of machine learning models, has raised a $100 million Series C at a $2 billion valuation led by Lux Capital and with participation from Sequoia and Co2. Quoting TechCrunch, Despite a short life, Hugging Face has had an interesting evolution. When I first covered the company in 2017, the startup was focused on a consumer app. It looked like yet another messaging app, and yet there was no one on the other side of the conversation as it was a chatbot app for bored teenagers. That consumer bet hasn't paid off, but the company kept iterating on its natural language processing technology. Hugging Face released the Transformers library on GitHub and instantly attracted a ton of attention. It currently has 62,000 stars and 14,000 forks on the platform. With Transformers, you can leverage popular NLP models such as BERT, GPT-2, T5, or Distilbert, and use those models to manipulate text in one way or another. For instance, you can classify text, extract information, automatically answer questions, summarize text, generate text, etc. Due to the success of this library, Hugging Face quickly became the main repository for all things related to machine learning models, not just natural language processing. On the company's website, you can browse thousands of pre-trained machine learning models, participate in the developer community with your own model, download data sets, and more. Essentially, Hugging Face is building the GitHub of machine learning. It's a community-driven platform with a ton of repositories. Developers can create, discover, and collaborate on machine learning models, data sets, and ML apps." End quote. All right, so as I told you, tomorrow is Google I.O. It starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And so tomorrow is going to be one of those days where the show can't come out on time because I have to wait for the announcements to actually occur before I can tell you about them. And look, I.O. is maybe the craziest thing I have to cover all year. Google likes to announce basically everything all at once. The only event with more announces is that weird thing Amazon does every year where they announce everything from things you might actually be interested in buying to, you know, an Alexa-connected waffle iron or something like that. So expect the show later in the afternoon than usual tomorrow, and also right after that, like maybe an hour or two after the episode drops, we're going to do a space at 5.45 p.m. Eastern, 2.45 Pacific on Twitter. We're going to be talking about Google I.O., I'm sure, but first up, we're going to talk to Eric Newcomer about the whole tech downturn, which he's been covering extensively in his newsletter, so look for that. But also, the final link in the show notes today is to a video from CNN about an iconic Broadway theater which was raised 30 feet off the ground using hydraulics. Kind of tech, but kind of not. However, as I've mentioned before, my wife is an architect, and this is the project she's been working on for the last three years. So, this is 100% me posting a link to brag about what a badass my wife is. Talk to you tomorrow, whenever I can get the show done. 